This episode of Enough, the Minimal Mac podcast, is brought to you by Paste. Paste makes apps that help people perfect their work. They also hate writing self-important blurbs, so instead they wanted to hear the folks at Fusion try to pronounce a promo that is pretty hard to set on a podcast. The folks at Paste have created a jump chart for wiring content into websites, Staction for staying on task together, and Paprika for tracking your text and to-dos. Check Paste out at pasteinteractive.com. Hey there, Mike. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm very, very warm, but, but very good. <laughs> yeah. God, the heat this all globally has just been crazy. Yep. It's been insane. There must be some I mean, sort of global heating problem. I don't know what that could possibly be. <laughs> I hear there's an app for that. There probably an app is. To f- an, an app to find out about those things. Isn't there... There is an app, isn't there, that... Um, Push Pop Press did. They're in the news yeah. today. I mean, oh yeah, they just got today. purchased by uh, Facebook. Didn't yeah, they? Al Gore did a book with them about climate change and stuff, didn't he? Yeah, well, it's it's Al Gore's Our Choice, which I believed was published as a regular book uh, first, uh, but Push Pop Press uh, approached him with the idea of doing a iPad edition of yeah, it. Yeah, it's like that this crazy was, interactive book. Yeah, uh, it's it's like a an iPad book like you've never seen. They really wanted to kind of push the limits and the idea of what a book could be. Mm-hmm. Um, really amazing stuff and very sad that we will not be seeing another one now that they will uh, get sucked into Facebook and probably uh, be sent on how to make the privacy control uh, settings even more um, <laughs> obscure. Um, so, <clears throat> but enough about Facebook. Because uh, I just got back uh, from, from a, a, a nice kind of disconnected weekend. Um, I wasn't completely disconnected. In fact, I had the ability to be connected slowly if I wanted to be uh, on edge uh, and only with my iPhone uh, since my iPad doesn't have 3G uh, and uh, and I don't have the personal hotspot thing where I can make my iPhone into a Wi-Fi mm-hmm. base station or whatever. Um so basically, if I wanted to check email or do anything like that, I could do it over Edge on my iPhone. Uh, but because that was painful and even that was spotty, I tended not to. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was nice. We we take a you know regular summer trip. Sometimes we take two up to our family's cabin, which is about two and a half hours, a uh, little bit uh, northwest of here. And, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, it's a nice cabin on the lake, uh, you know, with a boat and, uh, you know, nice peace and quiet. Uh, and I mainly spent the time just, uh, catching up with reading and, and, uh, you know, enjoying not being tethered to, the Twitter and the Facebook and the, you know, all the other things that that, that tether us. Uh, Is there a reason that you decide to make that sort of choice? Well, in some ways, like I said, because of the, the technology yeah. available to me, the choice was made for me. But I certainly 
relished the the experience of not doing so it uh, there's a number of reasons not the least of which is especially like because i did my all of my reading on my ipad like i really caught up when my not really caught up no i who am i joking i didn't even get close to catching up on my instapaper but i did a lot of reading in my instapaper <laughs> read about 20 or 30 things in instapaper um and I've got hundreds of things uh, saved to Instapaper. And we've talked about it before, but that's... I'm not one of those people who suffer, quote-unquote, Instapaper guilt. Yeah. It's like, oh, I have so many things, I'm never going to be... You know, because that's not the point. The point I'm the is same, that, I just leave it. Well, yeah, on the, I can go away on vacation and take my iPad and know that basically anything I'm possibly interested in at that given time, I, I can open up Instapaper on the iPad and find some article about it. Yeah, and if something's timely, I tend not to send it there. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Because, what do you do instead? Um, I read, just read it in RSS. Oh, okay. Main, I mean, and mainly that's just because of the what I have to do with RSS. I'm in taking content to spew back out to the world again. So I need to be back, you know. I, with the, you know, it's mainly the brochure that needs it, but I need to have my idea of what's going on in the tech world, for example. So if I see something right. that I want to read, I pretty much just have to read it straight away, hmm. Hmm. Um, or just leave it unread to pick up later. Because hmm. if there's something that I need to read, I'd hate to send it to Instapaper and forget about it, mm-hmm. because then it's you know it's, I'm not being as informed as I should be to, for the shows so I te- only really tend to send things to Instapaper if they're not sort of news related yeah well I read I, I do kind of a similar thing I, it, and but it depends on where I'm at if I'm in a reader on my iPad I'll, I will read it there because um, I find that a comfortable experience to read something longer but if I'm on a Mac um, for whatever reason, I tend not to open those things I want to read right away and not send to Instapaper um, in Reader on the Mac. I generally like will open those up into a tab in Safari, mm-hmm. and I try to I try to go through those tabs before the end of the day or what have you, whenever I have spare time, because I don't like having a whole ton of you know, 30 tabs open, <laughs> you know, I like to keep it at a reasonable number. And so I'll go through and set aside some time to read things straight there. But it's yeah. interesting that we kind of do a similar thing there, but, um, I don't know to get back to the, to the whole, you know, sabbatical thing. It, it was actually nice to, uh, just, just be on a beach watching my daughter play. Right, yeah. Yeah. And not do anything else. I actually, um, about the only times the iPhone even really left the house, generally, or the cabin, I should say, uh, was uh, when we went out on the boat, I took it with me. And not to 
to read it, but in case for whatever reason we got stuck out in the middle of the lake, I needed to call I was for help. Say, I can appreciate that, but probably one of the worst places to take your phone was to the water. Yeah, well, you, but <laughs> it's here's like what worst I did. And best, I, I, I stuck it in a in a Ziploc freezer bag. This is why you're a genius. I, you know, I just grabbed a Ziploc freezer bag out of the uh, the cupboard and threw it in there, and then stuck it in stuck it in my pocket with it zipped up, <laughs> figuring that you know if the boat were to tip over or something like that, you know, it would probably remain dry. Probably. So, um, and actually what I thought of doing, but I knew it would get too bulky for my pocket, was to blow it up a little bit like a balloon. So if it did get, you know, fall into the water or something like that, it would float. Oh, yeah, because it it wouldn't even matter because you'd never find it again. (laughs) <laughs> and the bag wouldn't protect it forever. The water would eventually get in there. It, yeah, it would. But still, you know. It, but it, you know, try to put a you know blown up Ziploc bag into even your cargo pants. You know, your cargo short pocket, and uh, yeah, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't quite work. But uh, yeah, let's. I mean, I guess what you know what was nice about it was just the chance to be. You know, not worry about checking email, not worrying about those things. So do you just leave it completely? Um, I didn't leave it completely because, uh, like I said, I did have these digital tools with me. Um... But, like I said, because of the spotty and crappy connection, sometimes even, like, I would say, oh, let me just go and check and make sure, you know, make sure I haven't received a really important email. I, like, couldn't even, you know, get a solid enough connection that it would finish checking my messages before timing out. And then I realized, you know what? There is no email that important. Yes. (laughs) Seriously. Um... But I think that, especially in this age where we are always connected and we have the ability... I mean, because even there, if I worked hard enough, I could. Yeah, I could check my email. I could could have walked, you know, 300 feet... I, you know, to closer, closer to the highway and probably would have gotten a nice, solid connection. You know, could have downloaded my email, came back and read it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like I wasn't completely, you know, completely, like I didn't have the ability completely. I, I could have, and I, with enough work, it would have been easy for me to do, but, but why, you know, enjoy the time. It, it's so, it happens so rarely these days that we have the time and space away to be able to, to do that that we have the space to be able to tell people we're not going to be checking email for the, during this time. And oh yeah, we're not going to be replying to any that comes, you know? Um, I didn't say that, but in some ways I wish I had. I think it was MG Siegler recently who went a month without email. Yeah. I mean, that's quite a big thing. Like he was just for a whole month not checking it. Yeah. 
Uh, I know, like I said, we've we've talked about this before with uh, uh, Dana Boyd of uh, Microsoft Research, who uh, often, uh, whenever she goes on vacation, basically sends out a message to people that says, any email you send to me between the time I leave and the time I return will automatically go to dev null basically will automatically go straight to the trash i won't be looking at it i won't be reading it i won't be responding to it so if you have something you it's just going to have to wait you're going to have to wait till i return to email me about it and while that's certainly hardcore um and you have to be in a certain position i think to be able to get away with that um yeah i couldn't do that yeah. I'll probably get fired. Yeah. By you. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, I rarely sent you email. Yeah, we, I know. We, we, we converse via DM. <laughs> we do. Well, that's because I know that you don't check email. <laughs> I check it. <laughs> I just have a very dysfunctional relationship with it. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, you know, and I yeah. think I've discussed it before. I, I check it on a... On a schedule, I generally deal with it in batches, yep. and and even then, I don't necessarily. If it's here's this great piece I, I linked to on Minimal Mac about uh, how technology is actually enabling introverts like me, and one of the you know one of the things it said was that now we can you know we get an email and we can we can wait to respond to it. Like, we don't have to respond to it right away because that even gives the appearance to others that we're so busy that we we can't possibly get to their email right away. And I use that to a certain extent. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, anyone who's emailed me to Patrick or PatrickRone.com gets an immediate auto-reply that says, I generally take two to three days to respond to an email. So set your expectations accordingly. Because I I generally do, and even if I could respond to it right away, a lot of times I don't. I purposely don't, and I you know not not to be an asshole. <laughs> Excuse my French, but yeah, uh, uh, but some uh, and more often than not, it's because even if I just reply with a short answer, I want to consider the answer carefully. Sometimes. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, yeah, but I, I, all in all, I think digital sabbaticals are are really important uh, for me to take. Um, I, I come back a lot more ready to engage with things like email, a lot more ready to engage with things like Twitter, um, and they give me so much time to appreciate the tools that we have. Um, yeah. It's something that I mean. I'm, I'm going on a trip, um, just nowhere, you know, nowhere overseas. Just a, a UK holiday um, with my better half next week. Well, it'll be when this comes out. I think it'll be the week that we're recording in. Um, and I'm thinking about either completely shutting off or extremely limiting, like extremely limiting what I check. Hmm. Um, and you know, I think I think it'll be quite nice. I mean. Uh, I did it kind of when I when I was away um, a few weeks ago because I couldn't same as you I just couldn't really check things that often, um, but I think it will be nice to try and just just cut away again. Yeah, 
Well, especially someone like you, who I would imagine a, a good chunk of your communications, just by their very nature, have to be, you know, have to be digital. Yeah. Have to be, um, you know, you have a regular day job. You have multiple podcasts that you record with people all over the world. Yep. And, um, I mean, even, you know, even your significant other um, doesn't, you know, isn't like someone that you get to see daily. No. So we, we have to, every, all of, a major, massive majority of my communication is done electronically. Yeah. And... Because, you know, I mean, that's just how things are. But I mean, I think my, my main one of my main concerns is like I'm terrified that my podcasting empire is going to crumble when I'm away and I won't know about it. <laughs> oh, I highly doubt that. Michael. Yeah, but not, I'm not really sure how that could happen. <laughs> yeah, and for me, it really is irrational. There's no, I guess. Uh, and this has actually happened. Uh, uh, a client has tried to contact me with a you know serious problem, and for whatever reason, I didn't get the message right away. And uh, I'm I'm filled with regret about it. But yeah, at the end of the day, no one died. No. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, yeah, that's I, the way you should sometimes look at these things. I guess we're yeah. all very demanding. Uh, I, th- I think the standards that we hold for ourselves and and the things that we do are uh, oftentimes higher than what other people actually hold for us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, we think, you know, that people's expectations are, are one thing when really they're quite another. Um and generally that bar is set we think that bar is set higher than it is but I think on the other the other side of that is that oftentimes what we think it is is based upon our own feelings about it mm-hmm. feelings that we're projecting and that that both of those things have to be tempered Right, that it's it's not enough to just temper um, your own uh, perception of others' expectations, but also to temper your own uh, expectations uh, of others and of yourself. Yeah, and realize that none of us, for the most part, you know, there are certainly some people who have these jobs and have these lives where they really do have to, like, it is a life-and-death situation. But those people are far and few between. Mm-hmm. For most of us, Twitter, email, these things are not a life-and-death situation. And if we decide to just leave for a couple of days and decide not to take any of this stuff with us or not to check it while we're away or to check it you know, as little or as infrequently as possible, it's it's okay. And we should do that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've talked a little bit about this before too, but also, it also helps to set others' expectations. I guess know, if you're going to gonna do something like that, that's the important thing, isn't it? 
Right. Is to tell people that, you know, here's the expectation. If you send me an email on Friday, you're not going to see it again until Monday. I mean, I completely forgot to post a sponsorship to Minimal Mac on Friday afternoon because I was so focused on on, on leaving, actually. Uh, I, I, I just felt horrible about it, and I didn't realize it until, until Sunday. Uh, uh, Sunday on, you know, while I was still there, and I'm like, oh, man. Oh, I feel horrible. Oh, I should... I should run up to the road and try to get a connection and try to post, uh, you know, try to post the, post the, uh, the second part of that sponsorship. And, uh, and then I was like, you know what? No, I'll just do it when I get back. Yeah. And the developer will understand. <laughs> it, it won't be the end of the world, right? And if you know, if he doesn't understand, I'll say, hey, here's 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 half here's half the half the money back. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a way to rectify these things. There's no, like I said, nobody died. And, and the only expectations that I really was, was breaking were expectations for myself. Developer not only completely, uh, you know, understood and was not fine with it, but, you know, he, he appreciated my explanation and appreciated the way I resolved it, which was to post uh, something about it today. Um, you know, uh, like I said, the expectations we hold for ourselves are generally much higher than those that others hold for us and are based upon uh, those that we hold for others. Yeah. It's a paradox, but it's true. So, oh, well, enough about this yuckety yuck. <sighs> We've now wasted another good 20 minutes of uh, your time, listeners, uh, uh, talking about uh, our own uh, little... Uh, you know, little, little lives, but yeah, I, I think I think it's I think it's an interesting subject. I've always admired people that do it. I mean, heck, uh, uh, two people I know online, uh, uh, Gwen Bell and Ev Bogue, uh, uh, both recently did it for the entire month of July. And actually, uh, uh, Gwen has done it two years in a row. She did it last July as well, where she completely took a. a digital sabbatical for the entire month with only a couple of exceptions and that you know and those exceptions even were very you know hard rules about how they were going to engage and what they were going to engage with and why so you know it, it's entirely possible and yeah folks should do it every once in a while I agree I'm going to try so all right. Yeah, you should do it. I want to. He- I want to hear what it was like when you get back. Cool. All right. Well, we'll talk later, mate. We will. Cheers. All right. Cheers.